Welcome to Explore the Word Podcast. So glad you could join in today. In this episode, we are going to take some time to examine some historical evidence that supports what the Bible says. So we're not saying that the support makes the Bible true, the Bible's true, but it's just neat to see the supports uh, from the secular world, from history. So the Assyrian invasion of Judah by Shnacharib in 701 BC is one of the most dramatic events in biblical history and the one of the most studied by scholars over the years. So on the death of his father, Sargon, Shnacharib moved his capital to Nineveh and he decorated his palace with some, get ready for this, two miles of walled paneling. And on that wall paneling were sculptures or things written in it, uh, almost like a record that you could read, right, of what had taken place. Um, and, and during this time, on the wall, he, he recorded things, but he was trying to take care of some rebellious subjects. And Hezekiah had become one of those. He he was marked as such when he withheld the tribute to Shernacharib. And he looked to support from Egypt. Uh, and Shernacharib's own records tell us that he moved along the coast, taking out Phoenicia and Philistia, before turning back inland in 701 BC. Lord Byron in 1815 wrote, The Syrians came down like a wolf on the fold. The Syrians often left nothing but misery in their wake. Cities, villages, and the countryside were plundered and burned to the ground. Shnacharib posted, As to Hezekiah the Jew, he did not submit to my yoke. I laid siege 46 of his strong city, cities, walled forts, and countless small villages in vicinity and conquered. His vast and merciless army arrived in Laish, uh, which is about 40 kilometers southwest of Jerusalem. The siege of Laish recorded on stone and was hung in the palace. So again, just referencing that we see that took place in scripture, you know, took place, it happened. um, And, you know, saying definitely that Shnachabib was in the land of Israel at this time. And... um, it vividly described battering rams, feeding the defenders. This wall relief uh, was found in 1847 in Nineveh, Iraq, by Austin Layard. A huge piece of material, eight feet high by 62 feet long. I mean, that is one big piece. And the record of his invasion is graphically uh, told in 1 Kings 8. 2 Chronicles 32, Isaiah 36 and 37. And the details from those portions of scriptures match in a great amount with what the Assyrian king recorded. So Hezekiah was no fool. He understood what would happen if he didn't pay his tribute. He knew from day one that his best hopes was to plan for a long siege. Uh, He had to ensure that Jerusalem would have adequate water supply and then deny the Assyrians access to that water. And 2 Chronicles chapter 32, verse 2, it says, And when Hezekiah saw that Sennacherib was come and that he was purposed to fight against Jerusalem, 
He took counsel with his princes and his mighty men to stop the waters of the fountains, which were without the city, and they did help him. So there was gathered much people together who stopped all the fountains and broke the ran through the midst of the land, uh, saying, what should the kings of Assyria come and find much water? So Hezekiah energized the resistance and worked hard at it. To achieve this, the engineers carved an underground channel deep into the limestone uh, rock under the city. Uh, this channel ran some 1,748 feet from Gilhan Spring near the floor of the Kinron Valley outside the eastern wall and wound uh, underground to Salome's pool, which was safely inside the city walls. The slope of the tunnel is just over a half percent, and the tunnel at the deepest point is 49 feet below the surface. So just for some reference sake, that's uh, a little higher than our current three-story buildings. So just that's how deep down they were. And again, this was long before the advent of modern-day drilling and things, right? This is quite remarkable. Uh, archaeologists debated how exactly tunner, tunnelers started from opposite ends and how they would get to the meeting at the halfway point. <clears throat> I think it's highly possible, and a lot of scholars think this, that um, uh, they follow an underground water course. So this is the way the stream went, so they just followed it. Uh, there was no vertical shafts along the way to help the engineers know where the digging was, and that actually did protect the water source too because you didn't want the enemy knowing where your tunnel was. Hezekiah's en uh, engineers and laborers had enough time to complete the task. And uh, according to Assyrian records, uh, Hezekiah had a number of years to prepare for the siege, and he was busy. And so Hezekiah's tunnel was discovered in 1838 by Edward Robinson. Now, Robinson is considered to be the father of biblical archaeology. Son of a congregational minister and a Christian himself, uh, for his archaeological digs, he was often armed with just three things, a compass, a telescope, and the Bible. Pretty, pretty amazing. Uh, Robinson tunnel discovery shook the archaeological world, and uh, he was the first to conclude that Hezekiah's tunnel was chiseled from both ends at the same time. In 1880, uh, there was a young boy playing uh, around in Jerusalem, and he discovered an inscription on the tunnel wall while bathing. He was messing around with the water and stuff, and uh, it stated that this is, you know, this, the um, tunnelers have built this tunnel at such and such a date. It, extremely remarkable piece of, uh, of information. It has since been removed and is now in a museum in Istanbul, Turkey. But it did explain the digging. Uh, they used, you know, the picks and axes and the bucket brigade as such to open up that tunnel. My parents went to Israel Back, I think it was in 1984, and uh, my dad went in that tunnel. He walked, you still walk the length of it today, uh, which I would love to do someday. That would be pretty neat. But at any rate, um, just seeing again the evidence, God's word said it happened, and they find it later. Pretty amazing. Confident that Jerusalem's walls would be breached, 
the officers of Shnakabib boasted to the city defenders that no army had been able to withstand Assyria and and that one by one the gods of the nations had fallen before the might of the great kings. Isaiah 36, verse 18. <clears throat> Beware lest Hezekiah persuade you, saying the Lord will deliver us. Have any of the gods of the nations delivered his land of the hand of the king of Assyria? Were the gods of Hamath and Aphrad, and were the gods of Seraphim, and they have delivered Samaria out of my hand? Who are they among all the gods of these lands that have delivered their land out of my hand? The Lord shall deliver Jerusalem out of my hand. And within the city, the prophet Isaiah encouraged Jerusalem, chapter 37. Therefore, thus saith the Lord concerning the king of Syria, he shall not come into this city nor shoot an arrow there, nor come before with shields, nor cast a bank against it. By the way he came, by the same shall he return, and shall not come into the city, saith the Lord. Suddenly, Shennacherib broke off his siege of Jerusalem and hurried back to Syria. In all his recorded campaigns, Hezekiah is the only king not claimed to be captured. Second Kings 19 and it came to pass that night that the angel of the Lord went out and smote the camp of the Syrians, a hundred, four score, and five thousand. And when they arose up early morning, behold, they were all dead corpses. So Shernachabim, king of Syria, departed and went and returned and dwelt at Nineveh. Even secular historians of that time period, Babylonian and Greek, agreed that a great multitude of the Syrians died, though they differ on the account of their deaths. Uh, Shanachabib recorded the battle of Laish, but he never mentioned the seeds of Jerusalem. A prism, a, a stone record was found about three feet tall back in 1830 by Colonel J.E. Taylor in Nineveh. And the details of his attacks throughout all Israel were recorded and he closed off with this. Hezekiah, I made a prisoner in Jerusalem his royal residence like a bird in a cage. The statement, though one that kind of made him sound important and great, was an unintentional admission of his failure to capture Jerusalem and its king. Isn't it amazing? And all these just little historical pieces all fit together and thus even more proof that the Bible is true. Thank you for listening today. Hope that episode has been encouragement and help to you. I know I really enjoyed researching it out. And continue to explore the Word. And know that the Bible is true.